0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, our text, our gospel today, is among one of the most misunderstood passages in all of Scripture. If there were a list, it would be on it. Uh, some of the ways, in some ways, I'm, I'm bothered that, uh, uh, to even uh, bring this up, because I think it is really addressing a non-issue. Uh, yes, Jesus, if you recall from our gospel text, effectively calls the Canaanite woman a dog. And yes, armchair theologians and so-called pastors of light alike have viciously attacked Jesus as a racist and misogynist. Look it up. Don't do it now. <laughs> Later, Google it. Type in Matthew 15, 21 through 28. And perhaps like me, your top article will be uh, Professor Emeritus of Preaching, of all things, uh, uh, explaining to you how Jesus is a bad boy who uh, needs to be taught a lesson, and at the end of the lesson, he changes his mind. This is not the Jesus that we have come to know in the entirety of Scripture. Uh, the real Jesus is w- the one who uh, internet searches does not come up with. But these hit pieces against Jesus were just so uh, pervasive and all over the place that I felt like I needed to at least address that. But if you, if you ask any real Christian what they have come to know about Jesus, uh, they won't come up with this kind of garbage. A racist and misogynist Jesus is not. Christ is full of love and compassion he is full of mercy, and his desire is to give it to the entirety of the world. And that's the text today. Uh, the text uh, is really a live object lesson for the disciples. What's somewhat maddening here is that Jesus is actually doing the opposite of what he is being accused of and attacked for saying. Understood properly, this text illustrates a live object lesson for both the Canaanite woman, uh, a Gentile, and the disciples. Uh, and so, contrary to what you Google, Jesus is not the one uh, who needs to change. We are, and that's the driving message of the gospel, that Jesus transforms, that Jesus reconciles the world to himself, all people to himself. And that's what I hope that you also will come to recognize today, if you don't already know it, his ability, Jesus's ability to move people in transformative ways. And what I mean by this is the ability of Jesus to reconcile people torn by sin. And that includes all people. Each one of us is torn by sin. Each one of us encounters a world that is vicious. A world that does not cling to Christ, but clings to a hope outside of Jesus. And this Jesus seeks to bring back to himself. That we would look in the comparison of the disciples and the Canaanite woman and find ourselves squarely upon Jesus as the one whose words we meditate upon as the words that reconcile us to him, that reconcile sinners to the Savior. So let's compare. Let's look at the disciples. Uh, the, now, granted, the approach of Jesus isn't always direct or obvious, but it is effective. In the feeding of the 5,000, so a text that we covered a couple Sundays ago, Jesus permits his disciples to, I would say, in somewhat of a snobbish way, direct him to go send the people away, that they can buy food for themselves, feed themselves. Instead, if you remember, Jesus directs his disciples. To feed all the people. Now, this is a task that the disciples feel completely unprepared for and overwhelmed to accomplish. So, what does Jesus do? He feeds them. Now, let's look at the Canaanite woman. By comparison, Jesus tells the Canaanite woman to do the same thing by initially first refusing to help her, in rejecting her pleas for mercy. He is telling her to care for her daughter without him, a task that she also feels unprepared for and overwhelmed by the prospect of going back to her demon oppressed daughter empty handed. So, what does Jesus do? He heals her, He gives food for healing, He gives and grants the mercy, Uh, He gives food. To fill and he gives mercy to heal the demon oppressed daughter. The point in each of these episodes is to look at Christ, to look to Christ in all of life's dilemmas, problems, conflict, and especially in the midst of all sin, to find and to take refuge in Christ, to be relentless, whether we belong to the lost sheep of Israel. Or we are numbered among the Gentile dogs. Jesus comes to us to reconcile us, to bring us to Himself, to grant us mercy in time of need. But here's the contrast. While these two stories are very similar to each other, there's there's something of a, of a, a difference between uh, the way in which the disciples understand Jesus and the great faith of the Canaanite woman in her understanding of Jesus. The disciples, they were helpless to feed the masses, but the woman suggests that she could find satisfaction if all that she received from Jesus was a crumb of a miracle. That Jesus, in his telling of her that he's first come to the lost sheep of Israel, and why should he give to dogs, the bread that belongs to them. And she quips back, yes, Lord, but even uh, the dogs eat the crumbs from under the master's table, to which Jesus responds with great joy at her great faith and seeing what perhaps the disciples themselves did not understand or see. She understands that she can receive all from what she needs from Jesus in a crumb of a miracle, that the disciples what the disciples considered an impossible feat, the Gentile woman is ready to feast upon a meal of mercy made of table scraps, Jesus' scraps of mercy. Jesus gives mercy. And that is the theme of these two narratives as they come together, a same theme that Jesus feeds his faithful followers As the people were fed by Jesus, so also was the demon-oppressed daughter healed by Jesus. So whether there is many or one, Jesus gives from the abundance of his compassion to those in need. And this compassion of Jesus is, is the food of faith that feeds forever. The mere outcome of both miracles are enough to say, how great is the love of Jesus for those who love God and trust in him. But that is not even the whole picture here. People get hungry again. And mere morsels of mercy, they do not satisfy for long. What Jesus has done here is far, a far better service for the Gentile dogs and the lost sheep of Israel. Jesus brings the Gentiles and Israel both to God's table, to the master's table, calling each to himself through faith. By grace, God gives us an undeserved gift of himself to us. He brings this woman into the house of Israel to be a part of his family, God's family. To receive Jesus as the bread of life is a pivotal lesson for both a Gentile and disciple to learn. And this is what Jesus does. He first comes to the lost sheep of Israel by grace. And second, he brings grace also to the Gentile lands. And at the center of both of these things is what we have commonly seen and has been expressed, that Jesus is at the center of uh, of, uh, the one who is giving his grace to the world. By grace through faith are we united in Christ. Jesus humbles the dismissing disciples so that they see this woman as their sister through faith and his own and in his own way, uh, Jesus brings the woman up from under the table uh, who would be satisfied. she would be completely satisfied with only the crumbs from underneath the table, but Jesus in his own way, he turns it so that he brings this this woman up from under the master's table to then have a place at the master's table to show her how the same faith in which embodies her is the same faith of the disciples who follow and believe in Jesus, who seek an inheritance that is that, that of Israel, that each are to be called children of God, and also that they each would belong to Jesus by a great faith. Christ refrains from speaking uh, to her initially he holds out on his mercy but for a moment but this is all that the realization might be had that each are to be called to Jesus by faith that each are united by grace through faith Jesus is the one who is at work here And I hope that you can see that he is at work on the Canaanite woman and at work with the disciples to reconcile each of these torn by sin and to bring them to himself. I hope that you can also see how Jesus is play-acting as he spars with the woman about her not belonging to Israel's wayward flock. Her reply to be a dog among sheep, a sheepdog, is an outward confession of faith Jesus welcomes with great and overwhelming joy. You can hear the genuine joy in Jesus's voice as he responds to her by her own pleas for mercy at her own request, and he tells her, be it done for you as you desire. Jesus sanctifies her merciful and faithful request with an instantaneous healing of her daughter. Christ is at work in the world, reconciling sinners to himself to save them. Now, when we encounter this text, we also might see in it a great expectation that we have of Jesus. The feeding and the healing narratives in the Bible are always a challenge uh, because they make us, at least they make me, at least they made me, at least at one point in my life, wonder why doesn't Jesus feed us and heal us in the same way today? Our great expectations, however, need refining by God's greater expectations for us. Jesus delivers to each of you eternal promises that are greater than any feeding of the 5,000 or a one-off miracle of healing. Jesus gives you the eternal food for life, healing for your very soul, all from himself. The purpose of Jesus' feeding and healing miracles have always been that, they were, that, that their intended point was to move people uh, toward an everlasting feeding and healing. And that's not just a cop-out, by the way. Search the scriptures for yourself. Jesus called people to hunger and thirst for righteousness, to drink of his living water and never be thirsty again. He calls himself the very bread of life and so on. Jesus is the source of all that is necessary to be full and made well. This faith in Jesus is how we even begin to pray, give us this day our daily bread and trust that in Christ we have all that we need even as the world around us may be falling apart. Summary of the gospel is that the world is open for the gospel. Jesus brought out uh, of the Canaanite woman a bold witness to the disciples that the world is open for the gospel of Jesus Christ and his saving work among them. And this is what finally Matthew's gospel records. Jesus sends his disciples out to baptize all nations, to reconcile sinners to Christ by washing away our sins with water and God's word, and to teach us all good things for a life of faith in Christ. Jesus has poured out his blood on the cross for all people, for the lost sheep of Israel and the Gentile dogs, that in Jesus all dogs and sheep, every sinner would have a place by grace through faith at the master's table. You and I have a place here even when we are torn by sin. God is reconciling you and I, sinners, to himself. We can say this because when we look at these texts, we can see that all bread and all crumbs blessed by the hand of God make instantly whole They forgive us, sinners, and they heal the brokenhearted, the lost, the erring, the outcast, and the oppressed. By all matters of sin, we are brought back to Jesus through his love and his mercy for us. That in all things, as they come from the hand and mouth of God, would keep us and guard us as his beloved children. Because that's what he delights to call us, his children at his table. A beautiful hymn, one of my favorites, uh, opening stanza begins this way. Today, your mercy calls us to wash away our sin. However great our trespass, whatever we have been, however long from mercy our hearts have turned away, your precious blood can wash us and make us clean today. A great hymn that calls us to recognize that in Christ, all people are called to him, regardless of where we have been, how far we have been away. God has called us into this place to receive from him holy gifts for everlasting life. Mercy and rebirth are yours in Jesus. Jesus, in his love for you, pours out his compassion as did he, did he uh, spill out his blood. And he calls you into a great faith a great faith that believes in the great promises of God. It is not a matter of whether we were born into flocks or packs of sheep or dogs, into the right or wrong family or situation, but whether Jesus will have mercy upon us and give us rebirth. He will, and he does. Amen.